Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio. It's Friday, Red Friday. Got my red on. Ned's got his on somewhere. All right, so, um, you know, there was a lot of question about whether or not the Chiefs and Bucks game was actually going to happen in Tampa Bay. We've all seen the photos by now of some of the destruction this hurricane's done in Florida, and it's pretty incredible. Um, I honestly can't believe they're actually going to do it, not because they couldn't do it in Tampa, but all the people traveling in, traveling out, all the disaster relief happening at the same time. It's going to be very weird in Tampa. Well, it'll be it'll be difficult, no question about that. But the NFL and the Buccaneers went to the state and they said, really, how dangerous is this going to be? Because the storm is gone. It's been gone for a couple of days. The damage in and around the Tampa area, not quite as devastating as they thought it was going to be because the storm shifted a little bit more south down toward Fort Myers, which is not good as far as my family is concerned. I have a nephew who lives down there. But... Over and above that, the state said it's not going to be too much of a risk. Well, the NFL is very reluctant to ever move any games because it involves a ticket disruption, number one, and plans, number two, and your home court or home field, in this case, number three. So they said, okay, if we can get power on, and they were assured that they can, let's go ahead and keep it there. That's number one. Number two, Mike, is a, a really kind of a a non-tangible feeling by the Buccaneers and the NFL that if we play this game, that uh, allows the public, which has gone through just a devastating circumstance here with the hurricane, to really kind of alleviate a little bit of pressure and see the game, or at least hear the game, and find out what's going to happen and take their attention off some of the problems that have had. The NFL's done this before in dangerous circumstances. I remember very clearly, very clearly, uh, I was in the Navy at the time when President Kennedy was assassinated. Well, the NFL went ahead. It was on a Tuesday, and the NFL went ahead and played games the uh, following Sunday. They did take some criticism for it, but they also took some compliments, uh, Pete Rozelle and his decision, because it did help to alleviate just a little bit of the psychological pressure. You have to take a lot of things into consideration, and that's one of them. But they will play the game in Florida, and it will go on as scheduled. It's going to be tough. Uh, Hopefully the Chiefs can right the ship. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, next hour. All right, so last night, uh, Bengals, Dolphins. I knew it was going to be a pretty good game. Cincinnati looked a lot better than they did in the first three weeks. Um, And then all of a sudden, Tua just gets nailed. And, I mean, we were at Coyotes for Thursday Night Football, and that whole room just went... Scary. I haven't seen any uh, later report on that, but he did have to get carted off the field. This is a guy who got hit last week in the head and was allowed to come back. That resulted in an investigation. I don't think anything ever came of it, but he got it again. It's head and neck injuries that he suffered, and they had to stabilize him as they took him off. Haven't seen any later report. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. Teddy Bridgewater came in and backed him up as quarterback, and Bridgewater's functional, but The Dolphins weren't in the game. I think a lot of their attention had been diverted. They didn't play very well, and the Bengals beat them 27-15 in this game. The Bengals are a good team. Got off to a slow start. Mike, you you might, and I think any pro football fan would understand this, a lot of these good teams are getting off to slow starts, and there is a reason why. And the reason why is the three preseason games. It isn't four or five or six like it used to be. It is three. I'm a proponent of having it down to two. 
But what that does, while you get a chance to assess your players, you don't give them the opportunity to get into game conditions and get the rhythm going. And I think that's what's happened to the Bengals. They're back now. Burrow played very well last night, and Miami's a good team. I think that has a major factor. We'll see how it all morphs out as the season goes on, but hey, the Bengals were the winners last night, 27-15, and we hope that Tua is going to be okay. Yeah, and uh, definitely, I'm sure the Dolphins fans hope that too. I mean, (laughs) um, from what I uh, heard, he was released from the hospital and he was responding and stuff, but yeah, he got knocked out cold, man. It was scary, scary thing. Yeah, definitely not playing uh, anytime soon. Um, So we do have some big area games uh, going on today and tomorrow, don't we? Well, yeah, the high school's tonight. Uh, the college football scene is tomorrow, and the Bears have a very big game. It's a 12 noon kickoff in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And, folks, this is a big game. North Dakota, University of North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks, are, are probably not quite as good as South Dakota State, but they are good. They are a capable football team. They have two wins against two losses. So do the Bears, two wins against two losses. South, or North Dakota's op- uh, opening game this year was against a D1 team, and they played Nebraska and gave Nebraska. Now, Nebraska's not all that good, but North Dakota gave them a pretty good fight before losing it 31-17. to They do have two wins, Northern Iowa, that's a conference game, and Northern Arizona on the road at Flagstaff. That is a very big win for North Dakota. Their other loss came last week to Southern Illinois, also a conference game. This is a huge one for the Bears. They're 0-1 in the conference. That loss to South Dakota State. We'll see how the Bears respond for this one. They should win, but nothing is guaranteed. Mizzou is playing the number one team in America. Georgia, oh my. (laughs) Georgia comes into Columbia as a four-touchdown favorite, and that's perfectly reasonable. And then down south... In the southern part of the Ozarks in Fayetteville, Alabama, number two in America, comes in to play the Arkansas Razorbacks, and the Tide is a 15-point favorite. Well, that doesn't bode well for the home forces, but we will find out what happens. It should be an extremely interesting weekend. So we have just a few days left in the regular season for baseball. Cardinals really don't know yet who they're going to play in the playoffs. And the Royals are not going to go into the playoffs. Let's start with those guys. Where are they going to finish up their regular season? Cardinals have six games remaining, and there's three at home this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Then there's three on the road, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They go to Pittsburgh. This is all brought about by the very strange beginning to the season. We don't need to get into that foolishness, but that's why this is happening now. They've had to readjust the schedule. Anyway, three against the Pirates, and this is the closing regular season. This is a farewell tour at home for Yachty and for Albert. It is not their farewell games at Bush Stadium because they have the playoffs coming up that start a week from today. Okay, six against the Pirates. What the Cardinals do here really doesn't make any difference except for a final season stats and things like that. The Royals, <laughs> all six of their games, I love this, have all six of their final games in Cleveland. This weekend and then to start next week. They stay right in Cleveland. They might as well buy a home there because that's where they're going to be. <laughs> for a week. Anyway, it's, or a condo. Anyway, uh, six we- uh, six games, I should say, for the uh, Royals in Cleveland to own the, uh, end the season. And it will be their end. They're not going to the playoffs, but the Guardians are. The Guardians are yeah. the Central Division champions. So they'll want to keep their game honed up. Anyway, that's how it ends. The uh, final 
season for the Cardinals begins next Friday. When I say final, the playoffs begin next Friday, and the Cardinals will have all their games at home. That's the way it works. Friday, Saturday, and if necessary, Sunday. It's the best of three. Who are they going to play? Well, right now, if it were to begin today, it'd be the Phillies. But that is very dicey because the Phillies and the Brewers are separated by a half a game. Well, you can't end the season with a half a game separation. Everybody has to play the same number. And Philadelphia solves that problem today because they have a doubleheader, a day-night doubleheader against the Washington Nationals. The Brewers are playing the Diamondbacks this weekend. They played the Marlins yesterday and lost, so they didn't make up, they didn't create a tie. But this is going to probably go down to the final day of the season, and that if it ends in a tie there, then there's a mathematics formula for breaking it. They're not going to play it off. It would be a formula. So the Cardinals are going to play either the Brewers again or Philadelphia, one or the other. And you say we want to face Philly. Well, Philadelphia is my boyhood yeah, team. Yeah, I know. They're not playing very well at all. They're a team capable. They've got all these sluggers on the team, Schwarber and Bryce Harper and Castellanos. And, I mean, this is a power lineup like the Cardinals have, only they've gone to sleep. Yeah, well, then it's it, power doesn't do you a whole lot of good if you're not working together. So uh, it'll be an interesting uh, finale to the regular season. It always is. All right, so uh, where are we at in the high school football schedule as we enter October? Well, a little bit, and this is hard to believe, a little bit beyond the halfway point. This is week six coming up tonight. It's a nine-week regular season. Wait a minute. All the teams play ten games, don't they? They do. But nine of them are regular season scheduled. The tenth one is the start of the district playoffs, and that'll be coming up at the end of October. Every team will play in the district. That's the way the formula works and the way it should be. Every team gets a shot. It's seeded, however, so that the lower-seeded teams play the higher-seeded, and that's the way everything works out because higher seeds should win and should advance. Anyway, this is week six coming up tonight. Some pretty big games here in town. Kickapoo will be playing West Plains, and that is a big game. West Plains is very good. Kickapoo is getting a whole lot better. Glendale and Lebanon play tonight up in Lebanon. Also the same kind of formula for a Springfield team against an outlying team or team from the conference that's uh, outside the city. Lebanon is very good. Glendale is getting better. So we have some very interesting matchups coming up. I'm anxious to see what happens. It is always interesting. Well, you enjoy uh, my alma mater tonight, sir. <laughs> uh, last but not least, as we mentioned last hour, Chiefs, Bucks in Tampa as originally planned. And it's going to be Sunday night game. So that means you and I are staying up late. Ned Talk starts at 5. 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock for our Ozarks pregame show at 104.7 The Cave, and it should be a lot of fun. See, my crew gets in here. I say my crew. It's our crew gets in here, and Joe Weston does the anchoring. And we, we it's not all football. We sometimes talk a little baseball and whatever happens to be going on. But it is 5 o'clock, and it is live, folks. We do that show non-rehearsed <laughs> right here from the studio. Then the Chiefs pregame show comes on, and then it's Kansas City versus Tampa Bay from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. That, all that right here, 104.7 The Cave. Always a blast. You guys have a great, great show Sunday night, and go Chiefs.